Big Rick Podcast. The best of the biggest interviews from Big Rick in the Morning on iHeartRadio, Apple, or Google Podcasts, or anywhere podcasts are heard. See more info now at onairwithrick.com. Hey, it's Russell Dickerson calling in, baby. Hey, what's going on, brother? How you doing? So good. How you feeling? I'm. You know, if I was any better, Russell, I'd be twins right now. <laughs> hey, where are you waking up this morning? Ooh, let me look. <laughs> All right, this is the beauty of live radio. He's just, he's got to look it up real quick. Greenville, South Carolina. Oh man, that's a great place. I I've, I've been oh, down yeah. in that neck of the woods. Really nice folks down there too. Yes, uh, yes. So hey, I haven't had a chance to meet you yet, um, but man, I've been a fan of yours for like two or three years now. I, I kind of discovered you. A little while back, when you followed me on Twitter, really like your stuff. And uh, in that time, you've scored two number one hits, uh, yours and Blue Tacoma. I uh, wanted to tell you a quick story, if you don't mind. Would that be okay? Absolutely. So when I worked at it in Boise, Idaho last year at KIZN, uh, your, uh, your record label sent us Blue Tacoma uh, cookies. And uh, I'm telling you, those were the most delicious cookies I've ever eaten in my life. Yes. So, uh, that's amazing. <laughs> yeah, and 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 they were like literally blue Tacoma trucks too. I mean, they, they, they were ridiculously awesome. So, anyways, oh yeah, they were, they were like the perfectly iced like like windshield and everything. Oh, yeah, those were amazing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, my my program director had them in his office. He's like, hey, have a cookie, and uh, you know, like fifteen minutes later, I had like four of them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, hey, man, I want to talk about so, some of these singles. Of course, uh, uh, you know, a very popular story with the song Yours, Your Wife Kaylee helped you film that uh, in a rainstorm. Is, is is that correct? Is, is Am I getting that correct? Yeah. So we, at the time, had nothing going on. We had no record label, no money, no budget, no nothing. Mm-hmm. And it just got to the point where we were like, well... You know, if we're not going to, if nobody's going to help us out, we're going to do this on our own. So me and my manager started our own little record label. And then Kaylee, my wife, shot this music video. And that video was the first thing to ever, like, pop off for me. Like, Mm -hmm. it caught on. The song started catching on. um, You know, the comments started rolling in. Like, oh, my gosh, this is going to be our wedding song. And, you know, it just kind of after that was was just, a, a, I don't know. Yeah, crazy storm. Well, you, you caught some great scenery. Of course, the rain was was re- a really cool aspect of the video. Uh, but but the song is really good too. Uh, talk about that song really quick. Maybe the story behind it, if you have one for us. Yours? Yes. Yes. Yeah. And so uh, I wrote this after we got married, and I wrote it with uh, two of my best friends from Belmont. Um, so like. That was only the second song we ever wrote together, though. So really? I've been writing songs. Yeah, I've been writing songs for you know three years in Nashville. Um, you know, nothing really going on, nothing really catching on, taking off, and so uh, finally, got with like my best friends, and I was like, "All right, guys, like I think you know we should write together." And it was in that moment that the second song we wrote together was yours, and I was like, "Okay, well, we found the magic here." Yeah, and. And so, yeah, I think it was just because, you know, I I would have to introduce myself to everyone every time I wrote with them, like a new person, a new person. But then when I got with like some of my best friends, it was just like able to be open and honest. And they knew me and my wife's story, um, you know, from from before it 
even started. Yeah. Uh, real quick before we move on to, to the next question, you know, that video yours, you want, do you know what iconic video that reminds me of from the 90s? Can, can you take a what? guess? Uh, Matchbox 20s, 3 a.m. Yeah. You, you know what I mean? Because, okay. you know, it's Rob Thomas, like, walking through wherever he's at. I, I don't know where he yeah. was at in that video. But uh, it, it when I first saw it, it just reminded me of that. So I've always had that stuck in my mind every time I see that video on CMT. So great. Yes, great. that's brilliant. Yeah. Uh, great job on that song. Of course, Blue Tacoma also hit number one last year. Uh, and you've got this song, Every Little Thing, hanging out in the top ten right now. And, I mean, it's getting a ton of spins. I mean, I hear it everywhere. Uh, yeah, it, buddy. Yeah, I, I think it's going to go number one, buddy. I'm going to call it right now. Heck yeah, <laughs> man. Thank you. So what's what, – what's go three for three. Yeah, three for three, which, uh, you know, you're, you're kind of on that same kind of role at the beginning of, you know, everything getting big for you, kind of like a guy you're touring with right now, Thomas Red. You know, he kind of started out that way. So I think you're following down that path. You've got the same mojo. Yes, yes indeed. <laughs> I receive it. Yeah. Uh, so, so tell us about every little thing. What you know for for the listeners who may have heard the song but don't really know the story behind it or what the song is about. Describe it to them and and tell us the story behind it too. Totally. I mean, because everybody usually asks, like, how does the songwriting process work? And like, it's different every single time. But like for this one, it just started off. Uh, we were in the room and I just started whistling that little the little intro, like the. Yeah. Yeah. And my producer was like, hey, whoa, whoa. He's like, record that real quick. And so we did that, and then we put, like, a banjo on top of it mm-hmm. and just kind of built the built the song around that little that little signature lick right there, and that was the ended up being the verse melody. And so then when it come, came time for the chorus, like, you know, for the whole overarching idea of the song, I just kept singing, like, every little thing about your love, like that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And, and... So then we just started to like dissect all the cute little things that like my wife does and our, our spouses do, you know uh-huh. what I mean? It's like, like she's Seattle and Sonoma. She runs on coffee and red wine. Yeah. So, you know, just like just cute little things like that, that we plug in lyrically to, you know, bring, bring that song to life. Yeah. Well, you know, I, uh, I follow you on Instagram uh, and, and Twitter too. I don't see you much on Twitter anymore, but I, I know I see you on Instagram a ton and yeah. I'll tell you what, I mean, I can really tell that you and your wife adore each other. We do. We really do. Yeah. And <laughs> she, she seems like uh, your rock. Like, you know, I see the post with her on the road with you. I mean, just tell us what life is like right now with her on the road with you, too. Well, first of all, she's been on the road with me since day one. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, as soon as since we got engaged, she's been out with me and, uh, she she grew up with five older brothers, and they all played travel soccer. So she was basically bred for this life in the van <laughs> at first, you know. So yeah. she would she would help drive the van. She would she would uh, sell the merch while we played. She would take the pictures for anybody who came by and wanted a picture after the show. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so you know, it's just like it's it's such a team effort, and it still is. And she's still out here supporting me and. Um, you know, now even we, that we have a bus and we have everybody to do everything out here. So yeah. it's like she just still wants to be here and support. So it's like without her, yeah, she's definitely my rock. So how that. long How long have you guys been together? Uh, we've been together, I think, almost 10 years. But we've, wow. been, we've been married for six. 
So I'm going to ask you maybe kind of a personal question, but it's not too personal. You know, okay. what, what what was the moment? Where were you when you first laid eyes on your wife? Um, when we first, we actually don't remember meeting because like uh. I was dating, I was dating somebody else. She was dating somebody else. Yeah. And, like we had such like a big friend group that like, you know, we would all be hanging out. We would all be, you know, it was like, it was just kind of this weird, like meshing together as like friends first. And then we ended, we both, you know, broke up with who we were with. And one night at like a graduation party, we were on the side of this house and it was kind of one of those, like, she was like, are you going to kiss me or not moment? Oh, okay. So I did. And that was the, uh, that was the beginning of it all. How nervous were you? Oh, definitely nervous. <laughs> for sure. Well, she seems like a sweetheart. Uh, I, I, I'm glad for the both of you and all the success you've been having lately. Let's talk about this past year. 2019 has been huge for you. You got an iHeart Radio nod. You got an ECM nod for, was it Song of the Year? Yeah, Song of the Year. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, what, how, how flooring is that? Like, what what? how does your body your mind your heart how does that feel when you find out that you've been nominated for an acm award man it makes me it makes me like stand up a little taller honestly because i'm like this is my first single to ever go to radio and my first single got nominated for song of the year yeah like like that was such a proud moment for us because like for so long i we wrote it was four years almost to the day uh, from when we wrote the song to when it went number one. Mm-hmm. And then it was it was five years when we were nominated for ACM Song of the Year. So, like, in our, in our minds and hearts, this whole time we knew that this was a ginormous, massive, number one Song of the Year. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so, so five years later, for all of that to come to fruition was like, this kind of not like I told you so, but kind of like I told you so to ourselves. Like, mm-hmm. hey, you got good instincts. You guys, you know, you know what a hit sounds like, and it just it, it, it was the most one of the most gratifying things of my career so far. What was life like before three years ago? Because I mean, I I know that you've been at this for quite a while. Uh, you you've been around town, and what I mean by town is Nashville for quite yeah. a while. I mean, what what was life like before all the success you've been having? I mean, I, I was still touring. I was just like, I want to get out there. I want to play as many shows as I can and mm-hmm. get this music out there. Because I was, I mean, I've got videos of me playing yours to an empty field at some random college where mm-hmm. no one, no one could care. Like, it has to be real know? humbling too, huh? Yeah, exactly. And yeah. so, and it's just always been the same mindset of just keep going. And even now, at this point, we're in the same mindset of keep going, keep pushing. You know, just stay the course, keep going, keep pushing, man. And so it was very different three years ago, though. Very, very different. Well, the tour you're currently on, which is a very hot summer tour, by the way, comes to the KFC Yum Center in Louisville in just a couple of weeks. I, I think I'm going to go backstage and say hi to you there, by the way. Yeah, can, can, Can't wait to finally meet you. But uh, talk about this tour you're on. Not only do you have Thomas Rhett, who is a terrific songwriter in his own right, but you got his dad on tour with you. Who is also a tremendous song songwriter? He he probably walks to the mailbox and just picks up checks every day, uh, right? <laughs> and then of course Dustin Lynch is also very accomplished. He's been at this a long time. Talk about what it's like to work with all those guys. 
yeah, man, like you said, everyone's kind of vetted in their own in their own lane out here, and uh, I just love soaking in any and every. You know, I watch I watch Dustin set, I watch Thomas Rhett set, and you know how he interacts, how Thomas interacts with the crowd, and you know what makes the crowd go crazy, or like mm-hmm. you know, and even you know they're out here writing songs all the time too. And so I'm like, okay, well, that's, you know, taking notes there of, you know, even when you're out here, keep writing, keep grinding, and, yeah. you know, big, thing, big things are going to happen. Well, one thing I've noticed about you, your work, even although I've never seen you live, I, I've watched some of your videos, I've followed you for a long time. What, what I really like about you that's very similar to Thomas is you connect with your fans. Like, you build an emotional yeah. connection with the audience. Uh, talk about how important that is nowadays to be more authentic than ever. I mean, I feel like music has really gone that direction the last few years. Yeah, I mean, it's like anything any anything you release has to be real, I think. You know, mm-hmm. it has to be the most real um, because, you know, if it's not, they'll find out via Instagram <laughs> or they'll, you know, it's like, yeah. well, it, it's so much easier to just be yourself and not have to put on this, like, fake anything. Yeah. Yeah, you, you definitely aren't fake, Russell. I'm telling you, I, I can just tell you're you're one of the few. And there are some out there who you're just kind of like, eh, I don't think that's the real them. You know, they're kind of right, putting on yeah. a show. So, I try to keep it real, baby. Yeah. Uh, talk about the Opry. I mean, you've been there a few times. You were just there on the 26th, I think, in, in Nashville there. Well, what's it like to perform on the Grand Old Opry? I've never even been there, by the way, so I kind of want to know what it's like. Oh, man. Well, the first my Aubrey debut, I was just standing there on the side of the stage, and as they were introducing me, I was just crying because, like, it was such, it came at such a time of like, like man, like this is actually starting to happen after so long. Like it was such a monumental moment in my career. Mm-hmm. It was just like, thank God, like it's finally here. <laughs> and and so yeah, that was like that was my debut experience. It was just like so emotional and yeah. all that. Yeah. Was it was it more relief or elation that you were there? Oh, elation, completely. Yeah. Of just like, I mean, part relief, not relief, but just like, dang, like this is actually starting to happen. Holy cow, mm-hmm. this is getting real. Yeah, I'm here. So, yeah. I'm yeah. here, finally. <laughs> yeah, it's like a huge milestone yeah. in a, you know, in a country career. Yeah. So. Well, I, I think that over the last couple of years, you definitely have made a great reputation not only in nashville but with country radio uh you know the validation is there as a songwriter and an artist so congratulations on all your success but i have to ask you you know you've had a terrific 2019 uh what's the biggest lesson you've you've learned in 2019 that you maybe hadn't learned in the past as an artist um probably that everybody everybody's story is different like everybody's past is mm-hmm. different you know and you can't you can't look i can't look at thomas rett's path and how he got to where he is and and expect my path to be exactly that you know yeah and then, like i have to i have to be confident in the decisions that i'm making right now to know that you know even though this doesn't look like someone else's path you know that this is mine and it's going to be you know we're going to get to where we're where our dreams are that's yeah. you know headlining and playing stadiums and arenas and all of that. You know, that what you just said just kind of reminds me of somebody, uh, Walker Hayes. You know, he's, yeah. he's. I mean, I think he's been in Nashville like 20 years, 
I could be right. wrong about that, but it feels like that. It worked yeah. at Costco for a little bit before he kind of, you know, oh, yeah. made a surgeon a couple of years ago. So, I mean, yeah. you're right. Everybody's path is, is totally different there. Well, uh, final question. What's next for you heading into 2020? You know, you guys are going to, I think, wrap up in Nashville very soon with the Very Hot Summer Tour. What's the winter and, and heading into 2020 is going to be like for you? Man, we are in, we're in full, uh, full album mode. We've got, we've got six songs that are, uh, we're still, we're still working on in the studio. Um, and then, uh, you know, you gotta get, you gotta get photos and videos and all that lined up. So we're, we're focused on, well, first we're focused on, uh, every little thing, making it all the way to the top. Yeah. And then album two is uh, full speed ahead, man. New music coming out next year. Yeah. Uh, you know, really quick, uh, I've, I've always had a pretty good relationship with Triple Tigers. I mean, they're, they're yeah. awesome. Great label. And yeah, you've, you've been with them for a little bit. What's it like to work with those folks? Man, it's it's such a small label, so I get all of the little intricate hmm. attention that I need as a new artist to take my career to the next level. You know, it's not it's not a huge... It's not a huge, huge label of like, oh, well, you know, we gave this single X amount of weeks. That's all we had planned out for you. Sorry, buddy. You know, song didn't make it. And that's just like not a mindset with Triple Tigers. You know, the business really is changing in that regard. I think think these, uh, you know, like companies like Big Machine, for example, they're figuring out having smaller imprints that can do that type of what, like what you're talking about, have more service to artists and, and give them a better chance. To, yes. to get their stuff out there. I think that's the model it's going to. Would you agree with that? Absolutely. And, you know, I feel like I feel like we're the pioneers of, of that. I mean, well, there's, there's Al Dean with Broken Bow, and, mm-hmm. you know, there's just, like, so many great examples of, you know, it, a song can be a hit if you give it an, the attention and love that it needs. Mm-hmm. And, and so many labels are just like, well, no, the... Uh, the spreadsheet here says that we only have till the third quarter to get this single up the charts, and uh, you know what I mean. It's like what? Yeah, no, this is music, man. It's more than like just music. being a number nowadays. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, and that's what that's why I love my label. Well, uh, Russell, you, you're doing wonderful, man. Uh, I just can't, you know, congratulate you enough on your success. I think there's going to be more of it. Every little thing's going to go number one, man. It, it's just a the moment I heard that tune, I'm like, yeah, that's going number one. And normally, From your lips to God's ears, baby. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so we'll we'll see that happen. Hopefully, it hits number one by the time I meet you, and then I can take credit for it. just teasing you well uh go listen to russell's album yours the latest single is every little thing anywhere music is sold and russell dickerson thank you so much for being on with us this morning and i can't wait to see you uh, here in a couple weeks in louisville yes sir it's gonna be litty committee thanks for listening to the big rick podcast remember to subscribe on iHeartRadio, apple or google podcasts or anywhere podcasts are heard